I used to live in my martial arts school. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Three Shapes Aikido, Boise, Idaho, the 10th Street Dojo. Been there a hundred years. Back in late 2000, early 2001, I bought the building. That in itself is a story on its own. A true miracle I was able to get backed. And uh, yeah, I bought... I bought the old dojo, the 10th Street Dojo. I turned it into Three Shapes Aikido, Reshape Your Life. I lived there for a decade, all the way into 2010. I was a full-time martial artist living in my martial arts school, had a part-time job, just rocking the north end of Boise, Idaho. Now, I had a great time living in my martial arts school. I had an apartment above the, the training hall, and uh, it just, it was very, very cool. That time frame, that decade was just such a special decade. Uh, I really got into the Zen, ended up meeting my uh, Buddhist teacher, Zochen Kempel Chogarimpoche. Great, great time at my martial arts school. But I got to tell you, this one, one day, few years into having my dojo, I was sitting upstairs. It was late night, had a full day of training, kids' classes, little bitty kids' classes, 9 to 12-year-olds, teenagers, then long adult class, yeah, four or five hours of teaching and training. Had a little food. I'm hanging out late night in my apartment upstairs. I'm living by myself, so this is great. And I'm actually being very still, being very still. And in my stillness, I noticed this mouse leisurely and casually walking across my living room <laughs> into my kitchen, right? Into my kitchen. I didn't think that much of it because I figure we all got to have a place to live. I've never seen a mouse in my martial arts school. Might as well just kind of let it be. And then I, I started to notice around the same time every night, I actually started looking for this mouse, but this mouse would come out and just, I don't know, make his way around the kitchen, this kind of thing. And, and uh, he... He, the mouse, he, would always go back into the kitchen. So I started doing a little research, and then I noticed there was a small hole in my uh, pantry down at the bottom on the floor, just a small little hole. I figured, oh, that must be where he's coming in. Now, I never blocked the hole. I never laid down any poison, and I never set any traps. Like I said, I figure everybody's got to have a place to live, and I've never seen more than one mouse at that time. Now, I was telling that to my good friend, Niles, Niles Anderson, and he said, oh, you don't, you don't think you see more mice, but there's no guarantee that one mouse is the same mouse that you're seeing all the time. But I kind of thought it was. I kind of thought it was. So I just let the mouse be. Now, I had a lot of kind of animals living at my martial arts school. I had birds that were living in the top. And I could hear them chirping. They were doing their thing. I eventually put a big birdhouse over this kind of perch and hole in my the front of my martial arts school and basically let them have that home. But I also had a dojo cat by the name of Sam. Now, Sam was a great cat. He belonged to somebody in the neighborhood, had a collar with a little bell on it. But I, you know, my kids would show up at four o'clock. You know, I'd open up the dojo at 3, 3.45. The kids would come in. They're just hanging out playing. And then typically a little after 4 o'clock, we would hear this bell and all the kids would get excited. They're like, oh, it's Sam. It's the dojo cat. 
Yeah, and Sam would come in and get nothing but love from these six to eight year olds, the nine to 12 year olds, and occasionally would hang out with the teenagers and sometimes into the evening, but typically not for that much of the adult class. And then, you know, Sam got enough loving and then Sam would just go home. But yeah, I mean, people thought that cat was my cat. And that, again, was the part-time dojo cat. And the, the students loved Sam. And I'll tell you, this is a side story, but I used to host my uh, Buddhist teachers, Ochin Kempo Chogun Rinpoche, at Three Shapes Aikido often before 2007. So he taught four to six times a year in Boise, Idaho, typically at my martial arts school. And then one teaching, we're just hanging out. You know, Kempo's on his throne. We're in the dojo. People are sitting there. Place is packed, 30, 40 people in. And we're just waiting for Kempo to get started. He's just sitting on his throne, kind of just waiting. And I could tell that people were starting to get a little anxious, a little anxious. And then I think Kempo could feel that some people were, you know, they're like, come on, it's been, you know, I mean, he didn't start on time. He was, and he looked like he was just waiting. And then at one point he said, okay, hold on, we're almost ready. And then about a minute and a half later, I could hear Sam, the dojo cat. I could hear his bell far off the way, right? Because I had the door open, right? And then it's so funny because Sam totally came into the dojo, walked through all these people across the mat to the front row of this Dharma teaching with my teacher, Zochen Kempel Choga Rinpoche. And this cat sat on top of a cushion, like totally just sat up and was like, it was obvious that this cat showed up and was paying attention. And then Kempo immediately said, okay, good. Now we can get started. I mean, we were all stunned, right? <laughs> I don't really know how long Sam hung out, but yeah, just have, you know, kind of a lot of pets, animals hanging around the dojo. So let me get back to this mouse thing, right? Now, the mouse thing was great because I think it was 2005 or 2006 when this was going on. I invited Pamelia Kurtzen. She doesn't have that name now. That's her uh, given name. She's married, but she is considered one of the greatest theremin players on the planet, if not the second greatest theremin player in the world, right? The theremin. Okay, I invited her out to Boise. We had a most phenomenal three-day weekend. We did a workshop at the dojo. Then we did, uh, I got her a gig at the Sockeye Bar and Grill that turned out really well. And then we played the Neuralux Sunday night. I mean, we threw down. I mean, it was a Boise spectacular. That's what that was. And she had a great time. She had a great time. But I remember her and her boyfriend happened to be up late and we were all hanging out and she's, they saw the mouse and they were like so amazed that there was an animal. They're like, oh, look, look at this little mouse. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my dojo mouse. Right? <laughs> I keep him around. I mean, I don't feed him or anything. But yeah, they, they thought it was so amazing. And they live in New York City. I, I don't know how many animals they actually get to see. So on our free day, I took him to the Western Idaho Fair. And we spent a lot of time with like all the animals that are at the Western Idaho Fair. And they absolutely loved it. We had such a great time. Such a great time. But let me tell you about this mouse. I mean, this whole story is really about this dojo mouse. And, And of course, I want to believe and I do believe that this is the only mouse 
that was at my dojo because it followed a certain pattern. Every night it would show up around the same time. It would kind of hunt for food and then it would go back into its hole. I have no idea what it was doing. I don't know if it had any family or anything like that. It's just, it was my dojo mouse. And I, I kind of would talk to it and this kind of thing. I was always up late. So, you know, for quite some time, many months, this mouse would come out at the same time. Like I, I, you know, I could set a clock to this mouse. And, uh, I, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. I just really enjoyed the idea of having a dojo mouse. And I'll say it one last time. We all need a place to live. So now, the, you know, somewhere in the near future of those moments, right, that time frame, I was up very, very late thinking about something. I was in a very contemplative mode. And I was uh, I was on my bed and I kind of had my head hanging over the side of the bed. I was just kind of looking off and at this little area. I had some things on the on the floor, like just just objects, you know, my room was a little cluttered in. I don't really know what I was thinking about, but I, I do recall in this moment that I was in a very contemplative state and again, also being very still, very still. And I got to tell you, I've had this memory of this mouse in this moment ever since it happened. I think it's, for me, utterly remarkable, unique, astounding experience uh, just to see what this mouse did. Right. So I'm hanging out. I'm kind of looking down. Now, at first, I didn't think the mouse sensed that I was there because I was so still. Right. And I was so contemplative. I was just like a, basically a piece of furniture. But this mouse came into my view, like out of the corner of my eye, I saw the mouse walking in and I, I just kind of moved my eyes and I was like, oh, it's the dojo mouse. And I thought, OK, I'm just going to be very still and watch this mouse. And, you know, this mouse looked like it was strutting, right? Like it had a little swagger on on this mouse, like, oh, yeah, here I am alone in my big ass. I'm sorry, <laughs> in my big old house, right? Just like he was walking. This mouse was swagging like he owned the place, right? Like it looked like it had a little hop on him, it looked pretty jovial and happy, right? And then it just kind of rolled up on these objects that I had laid out. And I swear, it it just turned into this like joyful obstacle course. Like this little mouse jumped up on this one object and then spun around and then totally grabbed onto this little bar, like jumped and grabbed this bar and swung like from its front paws, did two swings and jumped up into the air, landed on the ground, did a spin and just was like, looked like it was rocking. Like I was absolutely stunned. Now this was a short sequence of maybe seven moves total. And then it just walked off to do whatever it is that mouse was doing. But I was like, I, my, I was stunned. I My second thought was, this mouse knows I'm watching and it's given me a show. But I kind of realized, like I saw the mouse in its true nature. Sometimes you see people being 100% who they are because they think nobody's watching. Like they're very special moments. And then I see this in the animal world, right? Like this mouse 
Like it almost looked like it was snapping its finger like, oh yeah, I'm about to have a good time. Plan. It was totally plain on these objects for just this little sweep. It was, uh, it looked like the mouse, Jerry from Tom and Jerry. I mean, it was so playful and jovial and, and maybe that's where like the Mickey Mouse thing comes from and, and the Tom and Jerry thing, just like, you know, mischievous like a mouse. It was totally completely mischievous little mouse having fun. And, you know, it was kind of dark. I mean, it just was such a weird, bizarre, unique, and remarkable experience. I mean, to the point where I'm actually doing a podcast about my dojo mouse because that memory of that mouse I think of often and I have never forgotten my dojo mouse for that time frame, I had a pet mouse in the dojo and, you know, it it came out every every night around the same time. I didn't see a lot of them. I only ever saw one and it was totally adorable and cute. I never told my mom about it. And then I had this incredible experience with this mouse. Like it was really, it was like the essence of mouse, basically. That's what I should have called the podcast, The Essence of Mouse. But really, it's my dojo mouse. And then, you know, I can't really remember when I stopped noticing that there was a dojo mouse. At some point, the mouse just stopped coming around. You know, maybe it died. Maybe it gotten eaten. Maybe it moved on. I don't know. And once I realized that there was no more dojo mouse, I simply plugged the hole that was up in my pantry and another one that was in my dojo and I never had another mouse problem again. Like just, just, no, it was, you know, for such a short time, it was absolutely fleeting and joyful and blissful and absolutely special. This dojo mouse was so special to me. And has a place in my heart when I when I see mice and I think about mice. And, and, you know, this popped into my head, I don't know, a few days ago, five days ago. I was thinking about what I wanted to podcast about. And I, I just, and then later I was just thinking about this dojo mouse. And I thought, you know what, this is kind of weird. But I'm going to just share this story about my dojo mouse. And then, yeah, down the, down the road, I, I ended up, you know, I had to close my, my dojo back around 2010 because the economy crashed. And here we are again now in uh, 2021, got another dojo renting space, three shapes Aikido, and occasionally think about my dojo mouse. Okay, my friends, there we go. Uh, just wanted to share that little story with you. And uh, yeah, coming up. Coming up pretty soon, I got my second second COVID shot and I'm still masking up and, you know, spring's coming. So, you know, let's open our heart. Let's be joyful. Let's have fun. Let's get outside and let's stay safe, my friends. Okay. And with that, I'm going to part with my mama's favorite words. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.